three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Mentality. We're your hosts. My name is Harris. And my name is Sarai. And our podcast is all about mental health, advice, relationships, and personal struggles. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to our podcast. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back again. Also, don't forget to follow, share, and download on all social media and streaming services. You'll find us at Raw Mentality Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Raw Mentality Podcast. And let's go ahead and get into our show. Let's get into it. news chicago (laughs) as you can see behind me here we have a family of five just grieving over their loss in other words beautiful day in the city babe baby that's terrible all right yeah that's terrible welcome back to another episode another installment of uh rmp if you will um i guess we've been kind of lacking on the podcast to say the least we're officially a year in today yeah, yeah. We, start, we started. We started our. We recorded our first episode a year was ago. It tw- <laughs> was it the twenty third? Was it the twenty? What am I saying? Was it the twenty third or the twenty second? I don't 24, freaking know. 24. It was the twenty. I'm pretty sure we recorded. We recorded our first episode on Christmas Day. On Christmas? No, Christmas Eve is the twenty. Or yeah, Christmas Eve. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I am Muslim. Be. I know Christian, <laughs> so I don't know this. I know you're not Christian. I know, dude. I'm. It's a play on words. Yeah, okay. I know you're not Christian. No, no, no. You said Christian. I know, I know. Okay. I know, I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> you're funny. All right, anyway. Moving on to in other news today. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls have gotten... Uh, Why are you screaming? I don't fucking know, dude. Okay, dude. Just because before the podcast started, she was like frying my ass because I kept deleting our intros. <laughs> because no, like he. Ca- this is so unfunny. The ones we made before were really funny, and you were just like, no, and then deleted it, and then. And then she was like, "Just be boring. Just be NBC news reporter." Then. Because I was like, "Well, you know what? Let's just fucking be boring." Here we are, though, being boring. <laughs> boring, nonetheless. Yeah, always forever. Our humor is pretty dry to other people besides us. At least yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's the way we're the only people that think we're funny to like each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah, I know what I mean. Hello. Okay. So, today we're going to be talking about my life and well, why it hurts to be me. Well, I don't know. We're going with the flow of things, kind of like with the last few episodes that you've seen. Yeah. So, we don't really have topics, as you guys know. If you, if you don't know, now you know. Um, if you don't know, now, now you know. know. No. Um, yeah, so, kind of, there goes our dog, Bear. Bear. Nobody. But. Yeah, we call him butt. We call him butt because he has a butt on his head because he's a pit bull. Because they all got that that little butt, that little ass on their head. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> ass heads. Ass heads. He's an ass head. Head ass. Head ass. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Actually. Actually, though. Um, we love him, though. Yeah. He lives in a loving home. We just need we need to get a bigger place for him. Yeah. We wanted to. It's common. We want we want to get, uh, obviously, like, like any other young couple, we want to eventually, like, move the fuck out of our apartment yeah, and, like, get a house. I, I'd say for right now, we're a little cozy in here. Yeah, bitch. During the winter. No, actually, I really like our apartment. Yeah. Except it gets really messy really fast. That's the only What'd problem. You say? Yeah, it gets messy yeah. pretty quickly. Like, even if we, if I lay, if I leave a cup out, it just looks messy, doesn't it? What didn't you say? Uh, it depends on a I'm few things. I'm exaggerating here, it, but. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah. 
I feel you. It depends on a few things, though. Like, I feel like if the dishes, because the dishes, the sink is tiny, so it fills up real fast. Our fridge isn't that big, so it can only fit so much fresh food in there. And then, like, whatever we cook, if we don't have Tupperware for it, mm-hmm. you know, it, usually we have bigger things that we cook with, like bigger skills, so it doesn't really fit in there. Yeah. So it's, t- it's a tight squeeze, I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, it's not that bad compared to where we were living before. We've talked about it ad nauseum <laughs> on the show, like... <laughs> fucking having cockroaches and all that in our last place. Uh, yeah, man, it was. I don't think we ever said that. I think we have. Maybe. Oh yeah, with when Zach yeah, was here, we had cockroaches. So yeah, it was who cares, man? People know horrible. at this point. We lived on the gov. It was pretty bad. And if you are around from the area where we're from, don't live in the gov. You know where the gov is. Don't you know it's it. kind of shitty over there. Like it's kind of dirty. Anyway. At least. Why does that? Why bringing <laughs> that up pisses me off every time? I'm like, fuck you. Because we paid so much money to live there. I, I know. Mean, I mean, fuck it me. was crap. Anyway, shitty neighbors and shitty circumstance. Yeah, fucking neighbors. Damn, I'm pissed off. Not pissed off, but pissed off. Um, so I got drunk the other day. Yeah. I got really fucking blessed. And I recorded a video of her saying some pretty obscene things, <laughs> which will not be aired. <laughs> I will not be sharing no. that to anybody that's personal between us. But, but yeah, yeah, she's pretty funny when she's drunk. She she turns into a completely different person when she's drunk. All morals go out of the way. I swear to God. Not all. Damn near. I wouldn't. I wouldn't murder anyone. Not morals, but like okay. Uh, your filter goes away. That's yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. Your filter goes out the away. fucking door. I think that's the right thing to say. I'm usually kind of shy. I'm like outgoing shy. If that makes sense. I'm shy until I feel comfortable, and then I'm like woo, and then I'm just fucking it up but before then i'm just like hello. you know i realize why i love you so much why because you're like an onion you have so many layers yeah bitch i also stink like one. yeah <laughs> yeah no bitch <laughs> this is the reason why i think you are my soul soulmate mm, okay i'm just kidding okay. <laughs> oh okay no we were talking about how we don't believe in like all that ast- astrological stuff, shit yeah yeah um also can one you... of one of our friends was my bad, I cut you off. But one of our friends was yeah. here the other day <laughs> telling us about like astrology and stuff, and like it's cool. Like it's cool to hear it. other perspectives, but and like if, not for but us. I don't know. For me personally, like I I, I think it's not what really. are you? I'm a Pisces. I'm a Scorpio bitch. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna sting me with your little booty, huh? <laughs> stink? You are you saying my booty stinks? Yeah, that's, oh. yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Dang. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah. So I got really drunk. <laughs> And um, projectile vomited at 3 a.m. Yeah, she did. My first time throwing up. Yeah. While being drunk, obviously. I've thrown up before. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was actually pretty crazy because I was falling asleep and then I heard her vomiting in the bathroom. And I thought the, <laughs> I thought our dogs were fighting, so I got up to stop them fighting and I see her just bent over the toilet. <laughs> all over the place. I'm like, oh, shit, dude. No, not all over the place. It got a little bit on the... On the... Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cleaned up after yourself, which I, I appreciate. did. But drunk damn, and all. I'm not gonna lie, bro. That stank, bro. It was bad, bro. It was. It was. I didn't just get drunk randomly, y'all. Like I don't just yeah. drink randomly. Like no, that's not me. Fucked. But I got fucked up because it was my company's holiday party, which it was just a dinner, not just a dinner. I'm not saying like ungrateful me because yeah. it was pretty nice actually. Yeah. Um, I got like a like really expensive steak, which our dog ended up eating. Yeah, bitch, because I was fucking drunk and I left it on, like, in a bag, in, like, a Christmas bag on the floor. And our dog's got it on the floor. <laughs> I was so sad. And, and next morning because... you wake up and you just, see, you just see the container on the floor <laughs> open. 
Our dog happy as hell, Ziggy over so here. Sad. He probably scarfed that fucking sixty dollars steak in like it was three ninety dollars steak. Yeah, he first probably, off, dude, he probably scarfed it down in like less than less than ten seconds. That's so hurtful. I, had, I know how he eats like a savage. Dude. You know how slow I eat, right? Yeah. You know, I take like thirty minutes just to eat like a fry, but I literally had five bites of steak over there because that's how slow I eat, especially when I'm like drunk and talking. Yeah. Whew, forget it. And then I, I had some mashed potatoes, but all in all, I had broccoli, mashed potatoes, steak. Point of it, I literally had five bites, and there was, like, two marinated score steaks. Yeah. Oh. I know. That's a big L. That's a fat L to take. But it's okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Did you, hmm. were you glad that you got drunk at least? And Yeah, no, I had a really good time. Yeah. I had a really good time. See, I don't, I'm not a big fan of al- alcohol. I'm really not a big advocate of it, which, like, a lot of people say, oh, party pooper, whatever the fuck, you don't like to drink. But, like, honestly, bro. You used to drink, though. I used to drink, like, crazy, along with Heavy. other substances and shit. But, like, yeah, yeah no, I, I really <laughs> used to fucking, like, I wasn't an alcoholic by any means. Borderline. Nah. Nah, I wouldn't say borderline. There was some other things going on, too, that I was just kind of trying to figure out myself, I guess. But, yeah, nah, I used to love drinking for no reason. I think it's just because you always saw the, like, close people to you drinking, and you got very curious. My dad drank. A lot of my family drank okay, like that. Okay, I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. My dad's kind of like me with weed with his alcohol, I feel like. Yeah. That's that's the way I look at it now. Before I was kind of like, damn, like he low key be drinking, drinking, but like, <laughs> honestly, he can handle it. He's Eastern European. He can handle that shit pretty well. Which I'm not saying if you're Eastern European, yeah, you can handle your alcohol, but like, <laughs> typically, typically amongst the older men, which you know, is from my dad's so generation. weird because then your mom like literally. Oh no, even she stays away from alcohol. alcohol. And honestly, I think that's where I get it from her. Like, I can drink like my dad, but just like my mom, I hate the taste of shit like that. I hate the taste of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Even though I smoked cigarettes for like five years, or however long it was, four years. You recently, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but you recently got off nicotine? I did. I got off nicotine, and then I kind of went back to it. I'm not going to lie. I've been, mm-hmm. hitting, I've been hitting the nicotine recently. But well, yeah, at the yeah. same time, I feel like my want for it, like how I used to have, like the need for it mm-hmm. before is gone. Now it's kind of more so like, like before I used to take it with me everywhere I would, I would go, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like I just leave it here if I feel like I don't need it. Like the other day for work, I was looking for it, but I went to work and worked eight hours without it. Today yeah. I went to my parents' house. I was over there for four or five hours, went without it, and didn't take it with me. You know, it's not like before where, like, you fiend for the nicotine. It's like, oh, shit, you need it. Now it's more so, like, honestly, weed's kind of replaced that. I've noticed. Yeah. I've noticed. But the problem with weed is I, I don't like dab pens and all that. I mean, like, I don't mind it. I'll hit a dab pen. But I don't know. If I'm at work and I'm really feeling nervous or anxious about something or whatever the fuck, I can't just, like, go pack a bowl in the bathroom and go smoke it. You know what I mean? So it's much yeah. more convenient to pull out a nicotine pen or a dab pen. But I just honestly, like, I don't know. Something rubs me wrong about paying the prices that we have here in Illinois for dab pens. And for anything. Even yeah, man. Bought- even the nicotine shit is starting to get expensive. So I, I, no, I, I know, know once this one runs out, I'm not going to go running back to it. That's for sure. Yeah. I did go, but I honestly did need something. I felt like I needed nicotine, but it was really just, like, me needing to chill out because I was really stressed over school and just a lot of other personal things happening in life that... It all culminated one day at work, and I was like, fuck it, bro. I'm just going to go grab a nicotine pen and smoke my pain away. And it did not help, but in a slight way, it did kind of. I don't know. I, I don't know. 
Long story okay. short, I'm not addicted like I was before. That's for sure. I know I'm. This sounds like I'm making excuses because I'm, I'm still smoking it. But trust me, okay. once, once this runs out, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go running back to nicotine. I'm I know what it sounds. Him the look. Trust me, I know what it sounds like coming from somebody who's been around friends who are addicted to this shit and who have been addicted to other substances and we've done other shit. I I totally understand what I'm doing. Nicotine is the most addictive drug on the planet. That's for sure. But I feel like I've conquered mm. it, and just having that in my head, it makes it e- an easier. Do you thought mean of... like the most the most uh, people are addicted to? Or... No, it's the most addictive drug on the planet. I think. In my opinion, really? more than any other drug, yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yes. Do more than a coke, more than all that, that other shit. Fact check that, people. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it's the most addictive drug on the planet. Fact Earth. check that. It's because of how easy it is to smoke it. <laughs> oh, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, alcohol. I just never was really into, but there is times where it's like, I feel like an, a a night is necessary where it's like, all right, let me just get fucking drunk, bro. I, I've had those nights. I don't regret it, but I work the next day, which we talked about. We're not doing that ever again. <laughs> because it was on a Friday night, and then I worked Saturday morning. I work one Saturday per month. And it happened, and it to, happened be to be that you got fucked up yes. right before. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. But It was horrible. And it was my first time being hungover, period. Like, I've never been actually hungover. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever heard you throw up. Yeah. Alcohol. Usually no, you like, keep it down pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I never drank that much. Yeah, you had six drinks. Yeah. You and tried to lie to me the next day. <laughs> I had five. Boy, you guys have five and a half, and the, almost. No, six. I was like four and a half, almost five. <laughs> nah. It was like six and a half. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried. I know. She tried, you guys. I tried. It's all right. Anyways. Well, oh. We recently went to go get uh, COVID tested. Was that last night? Yeah. Was last night. Yes. Yes. Negative. Negative for both. Negative. Knock on wood. I don't know if this is real wood. It's probably not. I bought it off Facebook. Yeah. Um. But yeah, other than that, that's that's really all the news. Oh, I recently. Oh no. Got back into the studio. No, no, no. Going crazy. What? What happened the other day? Not the other day, but like a few weeks ago. Uh, on a Thursday. Oh, yeah, I shot the music video. Yeah. I uh, almost forgot about that. I thought we talked about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we shot a music video. It was sponsored by a brand, uh, Mr. CBD Chicago. We've been working with them lately. Um, I think I talked about the company that me, my buddy Max, and his sister Viviana have started uh, called Visionarium. But basically, it was kind of like a big collaboration between us, a nightclub around here called Drink, and Mr. CBD Chicago. Mm-hmm. And... um. I guess myself as a musician too, so it was pretty good. Um, got a music yeah. video shot for 1998. That's gonna be coming out sometime by next year, uh, in January. Uh, which I'll obviously keep people posted on that. But um, yeah, just been working on the music since then. Been producing. I've been doing some live series lately. Just going live on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing stuff like that, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, I kind of want to go back to the topic of alcohol. I, I want to. Oh, I also got drunk that night. If that's what you. Yeah, you did get drunk that night. I remember. But, but... I didn't get like drunk, drunk. I just got like ooh. Yeah. Plus the CBD was hitting. Oh yeah. Them CBD drinks, low key, they really do. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't get you high, but they do chill you out. Yeah. They do chill you out. They didn't get me. High. When you have enough CBD, the little like five milligram, like fifty milligram CBD shits, that's nothing. Like you need a good amount of CBD if you really want to feel it. I feel like. For me personally, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too used to the bud, but 
Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, no, but there is a reason why earlier I wanted to bring the topic back to alcohol is because I actually wanted to talk about um, our parents. So I, I mentioned a little bit about how my dad used to drink. And my dad, by, mo- by no means, was like, I, I wouldn't call him, like, an alcoholic or anything like that. But he knew how to drink, like, every now and then. Like, sometimes he would drink, like, on a daily basis. Sometimes he would, you know, drink between, like, months on end between drinks. You know, so it would really depend with him. But I don't know. Along with him, like, other people in my family, you know, social gatherings, social events, the men were always drinking. And I feel like that's the same thing with your family, too. Um, that's kind of one of the things that I feel like influenced me to start drinking when I was younger when I was when I was really drinking like that. Now that I'm against it, obviously. I'm not against drinking, but now that I'm not really in the groove with drinking, I guess, like how I was before, I guess I understand better as to why I did drink before. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... It does. I feel it's like just... I'm rambling. No, I hear you, because the first time that I drank alcohol, I think... I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I think I was either 14 or 15. Oh, wow. No, and it wasn't willingly. I wasn't looking alcohol i wasn't like oh my god like <laughs> like i j- no no i'm lying i just remembered another time holy shit i was literally fucking nine or ten. Oh my god how did i forget this so i Damn, was <laughs> i thought the age was no okay so the first two times pure effing mis- uh, what do you call that mistake mistake coincidence Co- no 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 not a coincidence it was a uh, whatever a mistake so um, we, we went over to my, my mom's boyfriend's sister's house and they were, those people were alcoholics. Maybe they still are. I just haven't seen them in years cause I don't really, whatever. So pure alcohols. No. <laughs> I can't swear. Pure alcoholics. Thank you. <laughs> it's fucking 9 PM. I've been awake since six o'clock. Bear with me. There's a bear with me. There's a bear with me. <laughs> okay, so we were all sitting around eating. Um, I think we were, what was it, Burger King maybe? I don't know, whatever. So we were eating, and then the kids got lemonade, but it was like a brownish lemonade, almost like a sweet tea, but not a sweet tea. And then the the uh, adults were drinking like Modelo, but I think it was the brown one. Especial. <laughs> yeah, that one. So they looked fucking identical. Now, I know that you know where this is going. I picked up the wrong cup. I was like, I spit it right into the cup. Like, I swallowed some, obviously, because, like, whatever. I spit it back in the cup, and I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I was so hurt. Yeah. Because I was over here expecting lemonade. I think I've had something like that happen to me when I was a younger kid, too. Yeah. (laughs) I think uh, one time I drank some Heineken thinking it. Because I grew up with my family always drinking seltzer water. Yeah, and I know I know most people hate seltzer water, but I love but, it. Yeah, I I, I love it. carbonated water. I don't know. I can never get enough. It's Eastern Ooh. European thing, I guess. I guess. But um, yeah, Heineken looks really similar to seltzer water. Oh no! So yeah, one time I drank some Heineken, thinking it was seltzer water, dude. <laughs> I I was not expecting cried. it. Yeah, it smells like pee. When I was younger, I was just like, why the fuck do people drink this? <laughs> I'm still like that. I hate uh, beer. I can't drink. Uh, beer. I can drink it socially. It's nasty. I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. So it's time. harder for me to drink hard alcohol now than it was before. Oh. It's easier for me to drink beers now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Even though technically it does more harm to your stomach, I feel like. Does it? Drinking beer, yeah, because it's got hops and all that carbonated shit. I still feel like it goes down easier, especially if it's cold. It just goes down much easier. It goes down kind of like a soda. Hmm. I don't know. That's the appeal behind it, I guess. I don't know. I think it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, alcohol is just in general not my favorite. 
separate discourse. Right. So the second time that I had alcohol, I think I went into my aunt's fridge and she was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Get whatever you want to drink. I picked up a cup. I, I need to stop picking up cups. I think yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> I need to stop picking what, you them just up. just fucking pick up random club, random cups, dude? Oh, no, 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 no. Walk through the club picking up fucking everyone's cups. <laughs> no, say, hey, what are you drinking? That's bad. Don't do that, people. Well, yeah, obviously not. <laughs> I don't I'm not giving nobody advice to do that. I'm just saying, like. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't a cup. It was a Pepsi bottle that was half, it was like half drinking. Yep. And then I was like, whatever, I'll just you're, finish this off. That's what it was. Though. And then I hope, obviously, I was like, all right, but that would that would be misleading to me too. Yeah, I I think that that would have caught my eyes lacking too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I would have I would have picked it up, started drinking it, and would have fucking been like, what is this? Yeah. And I just like kept drinking it, and then realized it was alcohol. Like, no, I realized it on the first thing because you know my family, like my uncles. They drank. Oh, yeah, like, they I know. Drank. I know they do. So it was honestly, I think, honestly, more alcohol than Pepsi in there. That's It was disgusting. It doesn't surprise me, man. I got fucked up on Thanksgiving because of your family, <laughs> bro. Know. Holy shit, I think dude. we all did. I was so hungover the next day. My, my breath still smelled like tequila the morning after. But we came home and we yeah, angle we, swaying. You know? Yeah, we did our thing. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, the... Yeah, man. Literally, I woke up and went to work the next day, literally with tequila still in my breath. I was like, how is this even possible? It was eight hours later, literally. Why the so fuck does my breath this so sounds like, like we tequila? drink a lot. We really don't. We drink maybe no, like once dude. every I'm a lightweight three, now compared to where months. I was before, man. Before, I couldn't get drunk yeah. unless I drank like that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I would have to smack half a bottle with my homies or whatever, at least like a big one, you know? But now it's like two beers and I feel buzzed as fuck, you and know? I'm like, <laughs> or like a shot and maybe a beer or like two shots and i feel pretty fucking like okay I'm do you there. remember our colorado trip yeah man complimentary drinks every day i think we talked about it <laughs> we did man you're a real one if you that remember was the that last time i drank like oh that like that God. we used to get drunk like damn near every day in colorado i was not caring about my health fitness <laughs> at all on that trip which i did not mind i needed that <laughs> we needed that we yeah. needed that to just get away from like bs not BS, but, like, just, BS. like, the behaviors that, like, we indulge in every single day. You know, you get tired of the same old, same old, man. And, like... Yeah, I feel you. I keep I keep forgetting to talk about this, but this brings me back to the point that I want to talk about is, like, all the learned behaviors that we got from our parents. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, they a lot real of this, mess... They messed us up. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say our parents messed us up. It's not their fault. You know what I mean? But, like... <laughs> I would say One so. thing we... As people, we don't realize... You know, much less as parents, but as people, we don't realize, like, the effects that our actions have on others, either younger or or older or the same age as us, like, how they influence other people's thoughts and stuff like that. Because I'm not going to lie, like, a lot of the stuff that my parents did influences what I do now, now today. Oh, yeah. And before, when I was younger, but in different ways, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe something that they did turned you off from, like, oh, like, you know, I never want to be like that in the yeah. future. So, like, that's oh, yeah. an example for you to not be like like your parents one day. So you indulge in other behaviors. On the other hand, like, you know how I was talking about before with my dad drinking, you know, maybe that's, like, a way that you look at, like, okay, maybe if I indulge in this behavior, I'll feel better, more manly, whatever the fuck the, the thought that's is behind it, you know. On top of other external influences. kind of goes, goes behind, like, the whole nature versus nurture debate to an extent. Mm-hmm. But talking more about nurture um, in an indirect way. So, yeah, I think I think definitely, like, you know, not just, like, what our parents taught us. Like, my mom, like, we've talked about, like, all the good things our parents taught us. Mm-hmm. My mom teaching me, like, you know, practice makes perfect was one of the main things that my mom always, like, pushed on me when I was a kid. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. But, like, you know, 
what really led us, you know, you, you really lead by example, I feel like. And what helped me as a kid to, like, be a better person or, like, strive to be a better person today. Yeah. And get away from, like, certain toxic traits that I had learned either by myself through friendships or through my parents was my mom. And just, like, seeing her work her ass off when I was a younger kid. Like, I used to, you know. And my dad, too. You know, my, da- my dad d- dealt with a lot of shit on his own. But my mom, like, you know, she's a different beast, man. Like, she's up at, like, 4 a.m., you know, doing work, you know, talking with people from Beijing, whatever the fuck. Like, you know, she's she's on <laughs> no, some other, like, businesswoman shit. For real, for real. And not just one night. Like, literally every single night no, like, that every I would night spend at your... Damn near every single night mm-hmm. of her life. Like, she's up until, she gets, like, 2, like, an hour of sleep. No, she sleeps, like, 4 or 5 hours. She's But she's, like, crazy with it. Because, like, dude, I remember there would be nights, like, where I was, like, just up the whole night. For reasons I will not detail right now. Reasons that you can probably infer. Yeah. Um, I would literally, like, <laughs> I would watch my mom go to sleep and then wake up right before I would go to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this woman on, bro? <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it, it was kind of inspirational. But at the same time, it is slightly a toxic trait to bury yourself in work like that all no, the time. No, and honestly, I think you get no type of sleep nowadays and because no. you saw that. Yeah. Let's be honest. You go to sleep to at, an extent. Although you don't wake up at six, you go to sleep at like six a.m. and you wake up at like yeah. I get that from my five. pops. I need to sleep. <laughs> so, I need my sleep. My dad needs to sleep, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but that's more of a genetic thing. I feel like I don't know. I, I need Whatever. at least six and a half to ten hours of sleep a night. I sometimes sleep ten hours. Sometimes I feel like that's no, not all the time. Usually mm-hmm. I sleep like eight hours, eight to eight and a half hours. Mm-hmm. No, for real. I no, can show yeah. you my sleeping logs. <laughs> no, I get it. I literally have sleeping logs. It tells me how many hours I slept. It's not always accurate. Sometimes I slept less hours than I really did. Mine says six hours and like 50 minutes is my average. Usually it's I get bad. like seven hours of sleep. That's pretty good. Yeah, I really want eight. See, I feel like seven is the Goldilocks zone for sleep. I guess. I don't know. It was really my mom. She always told me go to sleep at like 9 p.m. Literally. I had a bedtime, and she would make me plug in all my electronics in the kitchen. Guess what I did in the middle of the night? When I go get my electronics, yeah, my iPad, my phone. I think that's all. But I went to school like and get those in the middle of the night. Oh, oh, oh! You know what? How old was I? I was nine. Mm. Yeah, my parents got it. Yeah, like I was eight, nine, ten, and I would wake up in the middle of the night. I would put on my shows. Literally, 2 a.m., and I would grab a snack, usually with cereal, Frosted Flakes, extra sugar, add some sugar, and (laughs) and then I would sit in front of the TV and watch TV literally every effing night. Every effing night I would do this because I was boycotting bedtime. Hmm. I know. I was always so rebellious, but, like, not in extreme ways until I was 14. But, see, I I feel like... I don't know, maybe it's not my place to speak about it, but I feel like that's the way that your mom influenced your behavior is, like, everything that she either taught you to do or tried to get you to do or that you saw her doing, you always wanted to go against the opposite. Yeah, I was also afraid of going to sleep, though. Well, aside from just sleep. I'm talking about, like, other things in life, too. Oh, no, yeah, I feel you. I I think it comes from, honestly, just... I don't... I've always said this. I don't want to be like my mom. Love her. Sometimes don't. I love her. I sometimes don't like her. I always love her. I can understand that. 
don't know how to explain this without sounding terrible. It's just, it is what it is. But I don't want to be here. I not, feel that. Not one part of me wants to be here. So every single thing she's ever said, especially growing up, always went against it. Yeah. And I was the kid where couldn't take shit from my mom, couldn't take shit from my dad because my, I thought my dad was a vagina. I was like, <laughs> you literally, <laughs> it sounds so bad. It does sound pretty but bad. But it is how I genuinely felt. I don't think that anymore. I just think he was very passive. Yeah. And I got my way every single time. Every single time I got my way. Do you regret being the way that you were and like having the relationship with your parents that you did when you were younger now? Or do you think that there's like certain things that were, you know, good things that you got from all those things that your mom no, told you? No, there was definitely good things I got from it because I did take their advice um, into consideration. I still do. Like there's like now I call them if I need something. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? And I ask them. Yeah. I now I am getting the parenting that I should have gone like all those years back because back then they were literally you were afraid children. to ask certain questions. Yeah, well that too, but they were always so busy fighting amongst each other that they didn't really parent me or my brothers, and that's why I didn't take their shit because I was like, listen. Yeah. I uh, think more uh, adult. <laughs> I adult more than you, <laughs> so. That's I honestly, know, what, I, I think mean, that's what the real reason is because I couldn't take their shit. Like, ugh, I don't know. For me, I I feel like kind of the opposite with my parents, but kind of similar in a sense that there's a lot of bad traits and toxic shit that my parents, you know, had that they influenced me with growing up that they didn't even know that they were influencing me with. So I'm not blaming my, I'm not here to blame my parents for my issues. Like, I'm definitely not. I I have my own issues because of my own, you know, my own self. Same here. But there was, like, certain things that I was like, okay, like, maybe this is the right way to deal with it instead of, like, whatever the fuck, like, thinking, you know, in positive ways. Which, you know, I'm not really thinking of, like, anything specific off off the top of my head, but there was also a lot of great things that I did get from my parents. Like, work ethic is honestly, like, one of them, which I feel like I have it, but I need to bring it out of myself. You know, there's, it goes back to nature versus nurture, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's in my nature, I feel like to work as hard as my parents or to because like they came from some shit man you know and like to build the life that they did i salute them on you know i've, I've said this multiple times um yeah. but it's not something that's inherently like you know present right away like you do have i guess those same genes but like you still need to work your ass off to get to be as i guess hardworking as that if that makes sense mm-hmm. which is what my mom always told me like practice makes perfect i guess in a sense yeah um yeah, I no, I got a lot of good shit from my parents, but you know there is a toxic stuff that you obviously want to avoid and and try to pick out. And sometimes you don't realize it right off, right away, like right off the bat. Sometimes you go on your whole entire life thinking that you know there's a certain way to react to everything, and everyone should just think it's normal. Like me with my dad's anger, honestly, my dad gets angry and like flips out a lot. He has PTSD, so it's you know. Yeah, it's you've told me thing. he's like a switch though. Yeah, it, it can flip from like you know either like really chill from one moment to like insanely like angry out of nowhere. I feel like you're one of those lights that like goes, you know, like what I'm talking about. The yeah, ones man. That are, like, I, I, bright. I kind of got lower, that. Lower, yeah. lower. I don't know. I, I used to be. I used to flip at a switch too. But not anymore. You've gone very. No, not anymore. But honestly, that like that's mainly because of our relationship, and also because of just life. You know, other relationships that I've had throughout life. I've seen like how shit works out when you when you like constantly get mad at people just out of nowhere, and it's usually not. 
a good way to go about things. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug myself really fast. Do your thing. This is the biggest flex I've ever heard. He says <laughs> that I'm the most stable thing in his life. <laughs> Hair flip. <laughs> I mean. No, I know. Stop. I know what you meant. Like I'm just. I'm always there for you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, your parents are always there for you, too. Of course. My parents are but always there. I'm not saying... Emotionally, like, oh. I'm like Mer. <laughs> no, but, like, it's on a different level. Like, right. obviously, you can't tell your parents everything, like, how you can tell your partners or your friends or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, there's different <laughs> there's different layers to what you're willing to reveal and, like, what you're willing to talk about. And I've definitely talked to you about more stuff than my parents, I feel like. But... I, I also know. think we're different people when we're just me and you. Yeah. Whereas, you know, this this mic goes on and I feel like I have to act it's here. I I don't know. And then you I feel like you just do your thing. I'm just me. <laughs> you're just you're just you, but I get it's here when I feel like you I'm just listening. me. I, I sound a little bit more official on the mic. Yeah, you do. I think I sound a little bit more official on the you mic. You do. But yeah. Um oh. <laughs> I think that's pretty much all that we got for right now for the episode. Um Oh yeah, uh, that that is another thing of new news that we forgot to talk about. Sarah is helping me. Ew! Don't say my name like that. She's helping me, Sarah. No, Mecca. say my name. My girl, Bubs. No. What? Say my real name. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. You're fucking weird, bro. All right. Well, <laughs> she is helping co-manage me basically right now. Yeah. So that is another piece of news, just news. to kind of give everybody, but um. So, in addition to what we've been talking about today on today's episode, I wanted to go ahead and bring my good friend Dantes Alexander onto the show. Um, we talked about it before. He's somebody that I've interviewed before in my previous internship at WJMS Radio. That's right. Um, you guys may have caught one of the episodes that we did for them uh, in the past. That's right. And, and if you want to go ahead and check out that interview, go ahead and check out their SoundCloud. They have it up there already posted um, from the previous time zone, but... Uh, some of you may know Dantes as the Prince Regent of EDM. He's a well-known musician from the Chicagoland area. So I want to go ahead and bring him on the show and get his takes on some of the topics we've been talking about here today. And without further ado, my good friend, Chicago Music Award nominee, Dantes. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good. How, good. how are you? I, I am uh, exhausted and, and tired, but I am... In good spirits, we're at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's been one heck of a year. It's, uh, you know, a good follow up to 2020, would you say? Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's been it's been a good year, but it's been a trying year. It's it's definitely been a double edged sword type of year, I think, for most people. So, yeah, man. I agree I with you. That. There's a lot of reasons for that too. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that was actually one of the questions that I wanted to wanted to ask you today. Um, was what was the past year like for you? Um, and mainly I wanted to ask you, you know, what did it teach you about yourself? Um, and if anything, how has it impacted your journey going forward? Well, it's 2021. This is 2021, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It feels like it's either later or before. Really yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's been a really busy year. Um, like really, really busy year. I think, um, at the beginning of the year we started, uh, you know, promotion for uh, the New Jack City project, which has lasted well a whole year. We're at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Congratulations! So, <laughs> thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, so, everything you can think of from uh, interviews to magazine conversations, uh, videos, like just 
insane banana madness like literally literally like i am um just thankful honestly that uh that the end of the year is over with so i can actually like try and catch my breath uh, you know this year for me the the main goal was just to make sure that i try to stay busy um and try and put out as much you know as much as i can out into the world i know that sounds very cliche um yeah. Because I think I spent a lot of time, like everybody else, like not doing a great deal of traveling because of COVID. And there are some who did do a lot of traveling, you know, but me, on the other hand, I chose not to because of COVID. Um, yeah. So it, it, it was a, a trying year, mostly because there was a lot of things that I wanted to do uh, personally and professionally that I could not do because of the restrictions of COVID. But I'm just... Um, I'm just grateful that we got all of that out. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I actually, I, I was uh, talking to Harris and he mentioned you and how you guys wanted to go ahead and record this episode with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really know much about you. So I went onto your Instagram and um, I noticed on one of your posts, I know that you do some videos on there. So I noticed that on one of them, you were saying about how writing lyrics is a form of therapy for you. Um, but actually I was wondering, has there been any songs or lyrics, um, or anything like that that have not been seen, um, you know, or that you never put out because it was too hard to put out? Well, nothing's ever too hard to put out. We just put it out under aliases. (laughs) (laughs) Just because something does not fit the quote unquote front plate that I'm trying to serve, it just gets served under a different alias. Um, I think me and Harris, we talked about uh, Prince a lot. I think the last time we we did our, our interview, and that's something that I learned from Prince. Um, mm-hmm. If it's something that's too hard, you know, because a lot of the, the music that I make, generally, for the most part, uh, you know, there's not a lot of cussing. I, don't, I won't say I'm like a Will Smith type of artist. I don't look at myself like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, there's a lot of empowerment and, you know, and, you know, being connected to the universe and things like that. So, um you know, uh, like, for example, I, I covered uh, a song by Nine Inch Nails also to this year. It wasn't released uh, under Dante's. <laughs> it was released under Setnad. Um, so there's always a variety of things that are usually recorded or thoughts that don't necessarily go along with what Dante's is saying, per se. But um, as an artistic person, we, you know, anybody who writes like, you know, like Harris, you know, like sometimes you, you know, you want to write something from, uh, let's say, like a different point of view, a different perspective, and you just try and come up with different ways of saying it without rubbing people the wrong way. Um, And sometimes it can be kind of hard. And and I think having aliases are a a good way to do that. You know, I think a lot of people would be uh, taken back by hearing me curse and and do things like that. Because I I mean, by no means am I like squeaky clean or or anything like that. But um, you know, just different, you know, different stuff. You know, I, um, you know, there, yeah, yeah. That was a good question. <laughs> that was a really good question. Speaking a little bit about that, I actually wanted to ask you, so you, you mentioned one of the main reasons was because it's like, maybe there might be certain ideas or certain topics that you don't want to rub people off the, rub people off the wrong way, so to speak. Um, and I mean, yeah, that definitely applies to going forward with the future and with current events. I wanted to ask you, that kind of brings up like the whole aura or the atmosphere of cancel culture. 
Um, what's your whole? Which is why we have aliases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, are you ever worried that you're gonna get canceled for anything, or, or that you know something might happen that you know significantly hits you in a certain way, and it's like, oh wow, like I've noticed, like maybe this might have taken away or detracted from my fan base or whatever. Well, you know, the today on my Facebook page is is primarily just reserved for like family, right? Because it's let's just face it, like you scroll down your Facebook page, you look at you know you're looking at old people having babies. No offense to any of my friends or anybody who's having babies, but True. I mean it is for old people. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I get asked a question today: Was I, you know, a Christian artist? And no one had ever actually asked, you know, like. You can hear me now, like I'm just kind of, you know, stumped by that, but no one's ever uh, actually posed that, you know, to me. And, uh, but I think, you know, people are so sensitive to what the idea of something like representation should be. Um, And I know, I'm not going to say a great deal of my listeners, but I know there are a small segment of the population that are Christians and, and, and pastors and things like that. And, and, uh, you know, I know sometimes, you know, with how I choose to dress and how I present myself and things like that, um, you know, it can rub those people, you know, the wrong way, obviously. Um, so cancel culture is always, uh, something that I'm always thinking about, even down to, (laughs) you know, like we just talked about like clothing, um, to, to, you know, things that I say, um, because it, it, you know, it, it's now, you know, we're in the space where you have to be so politically correct and, and you're not allowed to actually have a voice as strange as it sounds. Um, you know, people have labeled me as, you know, transphobic. I mean, for, for Pete's sake, I mean, can I say fuck on this show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we yeah. swear a lot. We swear. Okay, good. I mean, for fuck's sake, I mean, if you go look at my bio, it says them. So how the fuck can I be transphobic? I mean, you know, I I just feel like we're in this this day and age now where people are reprimanded for having a voice. And and I don't know if that's our fault if we did that, you know, because, you know, we were like, you know, I think I think maybe the, the. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I mean, you know, so like now, you know, like with Dave Chappelle, stuff like that, I'm always nervous about that. And, um, you know, even with certain interviews and even things that I say on certain, you know, certain shows, you know, I'm very cognizant of those things just because I don't want to jeopardize everything that I've worked so hard for. So that it's always in it's always in the back of my mind. You know, it always is. Um, How you know, how far do you lean? You know, you know. So. I don't know. Everybody has their own spectrum. You know, I'm not little Nas X and I I certainly can't, um, you know, I certainly can't walk, walk down that. I mean, no, no, no shade to him. Right. Like I absolutely love little Nas X. I, you know, have to support queer artists. Right. Um, you know, but you know, our styles are just, you know, two completely Completely different. different. You know, I'm, you know, I'm more or less to the daft punk aesthetic where, you know, less is more. Um, Uh and you know, he, you know, likes to pop and dress us, and that's cool. Um, you know, but anywho. Teach his own, man. honestly. Like, I think I think a lot of people are just, like, nitpicky. Like, there are certain instances where the whole canceling somebody might be, you know, useful or effective or necessary. Um, Did I tell you about... Oh, Lord, here we go. What? Okay. So, since we're on cancel culture, I am... 
I'm going to talk publicly about something for the first time that I, I, you know, I've tried to keep my mouth closed about the subject Um, since it's, you know, since it it happened and since he was, you know, found guilty of of those crimes, R. Kelly. Yeah, I was going to, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. Um, I am friends with um, someone who um, was a protege of R. Kelly. And, um, you know, I, you know, got into an argument about the importance of um, having your personal life being separate from your professional life. Um, And I think everybody in this day and age knows that there is a duality when it comes to justice, when it comes to race and, you know, gender, all of these things, right? Um, But, you know, unfortunately, you know, when that situation, you know, took place, people were, you know, saying cancel, cancel his music, you know, don't play his music, don't play his music. But the thing about music and and any art that we create, once it goes out into the ethos, into the cosmos, it's there. So you can't really cancel, cancel somebody. Because when I listen to an R. Kelly song, yes, even though, you know, same thing with Bill Cosby, you may dislike what a person does in the, excuse me, in their personal life, but artistically, you know, you have to say, is this the reality that we're living in now where we're going to, you know, potentially start taking people's awards away because, you know, someone's getting into it with their wife, you know, like Johnny Depp, you know, another example, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we, we, we're, we're treading a very fine line now between, um, you know, what's consumed as entertainment, yeah. you know, so I, you know, I say that to say that, <clears throat> you know, all of these men, uh, R. Kelly, uh, um, gosh, uh, Mr. Polanski, Roman Polanski, he's a big one. Uh, he's been on the run for what, 40 something, excuse me, 20 years now. Uh, no one's going after him. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm just saying these things to say that, you know, we have to learn and accept that all of these people are just people. I think that was the the hardest thing for me to understand when I got into this business and I started meeting other, you know, famous people was that they're just people and they're fucked up like you and I and everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I was I was going to actually, you know, mention that is that a lot of people, you know, especially like if you grow up as a fan of music and musicians as a young kid, you put them kind of on a pedestal. Oh yeah, you idolize the yeah. fuck out. You you have yeah, you absolutely idolize them, you know, like um when I, I met Jackson, one of my yeah, like Michael Jackson, you know, and Whitney Houston, amazing singer. Yeah, like you know, and and all of those people, they they struggled with the same things that we struggle with, and that should make us have a little more empathy, you know, not to wipe away and to forgive and forget, but to have empathy because, you know, we we all behind closed doors are completely different than than what we give publicly. So I, I just. You know, think we all should keep that in mind and not cast aside one's, you know, artistic works because you can't take that away from anybody. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely glad that you brought that up, that differing perspective on it, because a lot of people would say, Oh no, you know, fuck that. And kind of not really have like a a forethought of like, okay, well, maybe this man may have been a bad person, but the art that he put out there may have helped somebody through a hard time. So for yeah. In that instance, it might be, you know, it may have done some good in the world, even though he himself as a person has done some pretty ugly things. I mean, you know, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of different perspectives you can take on it so yeah i mean we all grew up you know everybody if you're from chicago and you're you know everybody grew up you know hearing those tales i mean yeah it, it, it you know it was you know there i don't think there was anybody you know in, in chicago for at least for the last 20 years who has not heard those stories i mean yeah. so yeah. i mean and and you know we kept turning you know turning blind eye you know and and if anything again that takes me back to the empathy because now you have to say okay yes this person did this but who were all of these other people that uh, continue to allow this and were able to just say yes. enablers yeah yes. yeah that that's another interesting one too because um uh one more thing my my girlfriend has a question to ask you but there is another thing so it, it was alaya that he was with yeah correct? alaya yeah i mean wasn't it known for the longest time that she was 15 <laughs> married yeah. or something well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Fake the certificate or something like that. Uh, I think Ali, I think Aaliyah was. Oh, Aaliyah, yeah. Aaliyah. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah because you know they they will come after you guys if you don't say her name right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, you know what? I think she was actually like fourteen or fifteen because the yeah. Yeah. the first project <laughs> that came out because you know he only had a hand in in one project and and he moved you know she moved along to you know to other you know, producers and a new team and all of those things. But that first project was, I think it age ain't nothing but a number. And that record was written by R. Kelly. And and here we go again, which takes me to a Selena Johnson record, you know, if I was your woman. You know, and there are some lyrics in there. Yeah, there was a lyric in there where he said where she sings, um, you know, I was your your little girl since sweet 16. This is a, you know, the song was written from you get what I'm saying. So yeah. You know, these are songs that are in plain sight, you know, but because we consume and we're in such a hyper, you know, hypersexuality type environment that we just, we tune yeah. that stuff out, you know? Yeah. Our whole culture is like that. So I know earlier you were saying that you were trying to put out as much as you can out to the world, you know, throughout this whole year and just in general. Um, but let me ask you, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I'd probably say kiss my ass. <laughs> That's only like three seconds. What would you do with the other 27? Kiss my ass, all of you losers. That's what I would say. Um, I'll repeat. I'll repeat. I like that. Kiss my ass, all you losers. And I'm, I'm, I'm being like dead ass serious when I say that. How um, come? Because, you know, there are, there, you know. I have, I have lived a, a lifetime, a lifetime just to to make it to this point. I've yeah. had a, a lot of uh, failures and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of those things. I guess like everybody else, right? Um, but you know, when you're able to get to that point, you know, where you're able, where you find some peace and you're just like fuck you, fuck everybody, I'm here, bitches, I did it, it's over, like, I don't have to deal with that anymore, you know, um, yeah, 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 it's like I, I told you so. <laughs> I mean, it is a good feeling, I mean, do you feel like that, do you feel like that ever takes away from your driver, from your motivation, or does being in a position that you've wanted to be in for such a long time kind of add to your motivation, you get what I'm asking? <sighs> That's a tough one. Uh, I, I yeah. think what what 
Mm, I don't know. I think it's a mixture. It's a mixture of both, right? Like when uh, like a soldier goes out to war and he's going to war because he lost a family member. He's, you know, he's going to do that action solely. You know, he may say for love of country, but I can rest, you know, believe for dang sure that 80% of that feeling is going to be just because you killed my, you know, my family member. Um, you know, and that's kind of the mentality that I have, you know, with, you know, all of the the music and, and everything. You have to, you know, have a place of inspiration for those things. And yeah. a lot of my inspiration for, you know, the New Jack City project came from um, just, you know, observing, observing the environment, you know, living in, you know, the city, you know, being surrounded by violence and all of that. Um, you know, you can almost stick your, stick your head out the fucking window and write, you know, a great song um, yeah. just by watching the activity that goes on, you know, in the neighborhood. Um, right. Just the interactions and stuff like that. Um, but for me, you know, my motivation is to, as corny and as cheese, cheesy as it sounds, is to be a beacon for all of those who just may get looked at a little weird because they may decide to dye their hair blonde and it black as shit. Or, um, you know, just, just little things like that. Just like it is okay. You know, like, I think all of our jobs, you know, as, as adults are to, um, to make children believe that anything that they want is possible. And I know that sounds nutty and it may sound a little Michael Jackson-y, but that's, that is our job while we are here is to inspire the next generation and to give them a sense of hope and to say, okay, if, you know, Harris did it, he's going to school and he's graduating, then I can do that shit. If he's doing music, I can do that shit. You know, if Dantes is doing music, He's doing this and he's doing that. I can do that shit. And that's what it is all about for me is, is making that, that connection to let, you know, all of the, the, the young ones know that it, it is possible and that magic exists within your mind. And that is a lot of the inspiration that I have. And it's driven by, it's driven by that. And it's also just driven by, you know, that angst that we talked about. Yeah. Would you say that you were one of those one of those weird kids growing up? Oh fuck yeah! Are you yeah. kidding? Uh, us, us artists often are, man. I I feel like especially people who are creative in the creative industry. There's a lot of douchebags. There's a lot of assholes, but there's also a lot of people who I don't know. Just always grew up. Either you were an asshole and you were weird, or you were weird just just weird. You know? I, don't know. I, I think like I was just weird first. I became an asshole as as time progressed. <laughs> I hear you on I that. Evolved. I hear you on that. You evolve into an yeah. asshole. I'm like I am, like I am definitely that person who likes to perch out their window and look down at the little peons. Yes, I I have become become that <laughs> asshole. Um, prior to that, though, you know, I was very very much the weird kid. You know, who sat you know sat at the end of the room. I'm still friends with my eighth grade girlfriend, and she can attest to you that. I was probably the weirdest motherfucker in, in that high school. I had orange hair and, and you know, you know, I'd like, I'm not white, obviously. So any, anything orange <laughs> or, or bright colory against, you know, dark skin is going to look fucking crazy anyway. Yeah. So, you know, that, the fucking fingernail polish, the elephant trunk pants, like I was partly like goth, but like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. It was a difficult <laughs> 
It was just a whole bunch of shit. It was just a whole bunch of shit, dude. And I just remember like wanting to like have friends and wanting people to like me. Um, yeah, dude. It, it was a it was a very very hard time. But if if I could go back now, though, I would I would definitely love to go back so I can see all of those people. Um, I haven't gone back to like a reunion or anything because I think we're almost due for like like our. I think I want to say like seven years. Ooh, girl. Ooh, don't 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 rush it like that now. Um, <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> but I would just like, don't you guys like think about that like sometimes? Like all of those people, oh, like, yeah. sometimes, like where were, where are they now? Like are they like like you know are they sitting at home like scratching yeah. their butt with like twelve kids? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people that we know. Yeah. I, we have a lot of people on social media, so we kind of get to see a little bit of their lives. But a lot of people obviously, have kids. we yeah, a lot of people have kids. A lot of people have kids. That's families. one of the main things I notice. And then a lot of people they either they get stuck into selling pyramid schemes, or oh, they yeah. or they like. It's you know, like everybody's doing that. It's just yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a thing that happens in New York or L.A., but there's so many pyramid schemes yeah. around here. So many, or no, let me call uh, MLMs. Multi-level marketing uh, schemes, if you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Someone, someone messaged me yesterday asking me if I wanted to like buy into like this insurance. I'm like, what the hell? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I did that for a month because I, I, I was, I was lied to. I wasn't told that it was what it was. Yeah. That's how they get you. They, they, they tell you, come on out. Mm, we'll, we'll serve uh, free food. Free food. You can watch you. this presentation. Yeah. Yeah, we can watch this presentation and then bam, we can hit your ass. But you got to spend a thousand dollars on this course. <laughs> the thing is, though, even if you don't believe, but you buy in, your drive and determination to believe and make it true is so much more. Yeah, that it just like you end up having that um, what's it called? Uh, selection bias? Is that what it is? Or some as some as something some kind of a bias? I don't know. Where you only like look at it from your perspective. You don't look at it from the other person's point of view. I almost bought into a pyramid scheme. That's why I know the feeling for sure, but I got my money back for sure. That was, yeah, it was I was close. I was young at the time, too. They prey on the young and the stupid. Yeah. Yes, they do. And, it, it, like, it, yes, they do. Like, I just looked at an, an ad. My nephew just sent me an ad for Vector Marketing. It's like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> um, oh God. They're paying $25. I said, no, look at the print, nephew. It's $25 base appointment. You got to make an appointment first. Then you got to sell a knife. Then you got to bring more people. <laughs> then you gotta sell a knife once here. you've sold it to it's your whole family and everybody who the fuck else are you gonna sell it to right oh boy um so let me go ahead and just go into the next question let's see uh what has been the worst advice they i'm sorry what has been the worst advice you've ever received from someone worst advice yeah worst Ooh. advice because you could always ask for your best advice but what's the worst you know, I had can I be honest? I haven't had like you kind of just forget about it, right? Like yeah, I was just gonna say I I if it right yeah because if I have it's gone it's come through one ear and out the other well, that's for sure. <laughs> I guess to, I guess to rephrase the question, has there been any advice that you have taken that sounded promising at first and that ended up getting you into you Those know a shithole or whatever or a pyramid scheme? Yeah, selling <laughs> knives. <laughs> mm, let's see. No, nothing. I, I, you know, 
by the by the grace of the universe, man, I have been very, very lucky. Wow. That's good. Very, very, good. very, very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. I've been fortunate enough to have good people around me to make sure that I uh I I don't, you know, mistakenly do uh some stupid shit like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, well then what about the best advice you've ever gotten then? The cornier one? I think the best advice that I've ever gotten would probably be just don't be afraid to get a job. <laughs> that is like the, like seriously, for all of my artists out there, the ones who are just starting out, you may think that your 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 art is going to pay your bills, but in the, in the beginning, we all would like that. Right. Right. So until it actually starts to pay the bills, it is a fucking hobby. And until it, yeah, that was, I'm serious. Like that, that was like a, a very like dead reckoning like piece of advice that I got. Like, don't be afraid to get a job. And this is from somebody who is like world, world, world famous. And, and he told me that, you know, for a period he had to go, you know, take a job, you know, and and I guess what his point behind that was, was don't be too big to buy into your own bullshit. Yeah, I guess the way that I look at it is, you know, don't don't be too good to you're never too good for money. You know, if, yeah. if it's something that's going to sustain you and pay for the bills, put food on the table. Yeah. You're never, yeah. never too, it's never beneath you. You're never I mean, it's exactly, exactly. And that that that's definitely been the, the best advice that I've ever had, for sure. <laughs> that, no, that's definitely it, good advice. It's man. true, because I mean, even J Lo had to buy like one dollar pizza per day, and that was her meal. Yeah, like it's crazy. Well, J Lo is a different story. Well, I know, had. but that's you know that's how she started. She got them good looks for going for her. So. <laughs> no, you're not lying. <laughs> how old is she again? However old she, she is. might be fifty now. She doesn't looks look twenty five. Let me tell you, doesn't look fifty. She she's got to be at least like. We're My talking grandma's age. She's grandma age now, yeah. man. She's getting up there. I'm curious though, because I mean, she's got to be because when we were kids, dude, she was on top of the world, and this was like 10, 15 years ago. So she's got to yeah. be pushing, like at least fifty. You're gonna make at least at least because then we're talking like what was it? And Living Color was the early nineties. Yeah, dude, she's at least fifty. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's thirty years. Like yeah, no, fifty, fifty, almost sixty. I'm, I'm thinking. But a lot of people say that it's easier to look good when you're rich or when you have, money. you know, money coming in like that. I don't know. I think it is. has a lot to do with with the American lifestyle. Like, I mean, it, you know, some people definitely do. I mean, I don't know what she's she's had done, but a lot of people all you know are going to go get stretched and nipped and tucked and all of that. But okay. I think what what makes Americans age age faster, I believe, at least than any other any other country it's just because of our diet like we have a very heavily oh, yeah. heavy like processed like american diet and, yeah. and i mean and i i'm i'm a firm believer in like you know if you cook all of your food it doesn't matter if it's if it's fried or if it's baked or or whatever it, that's going to be 10 times better for you and in the long run it's going to be healthier for you we drink a lot of water and yeah. just try and play it as cool and natural as possible trust me like we all will look like better. that yeah we'll feel we'll feel better and we'll all look good dude like because I, yeah, I feel like the goal you know getting older at least like since like you know, we're in like, you know, our late 20s. I, well, I'm in my late 20s. You know, 
Um, you know, the goal should be to age in reverse, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and the I only agree. way, yeah, man, like the only way you can actually do that is just to think internally about like, you know, the surroundings, like we've been like, just raised to think about everything like in quickness and efficiency. So instead of just going to like cook some damn chicken breast we'll go pop some microwavable like yeah. nuggets. Or mcdonald's it up we'll go for the nuggets you know there and i mean and i do it all the time you know but yeah. I, I think you know just for aging purposes so we don't have to go get cut on i don't want to get cut on i don't care yeah. if it's for <laughs> i don't care if it's for beauty purposes or not like let's just go about it yeah. naturally you know yeah i think people neglect diet a lot man in this country i think diet is also tied a lot to mental health and a lot of people don't realize that like you feel so much better about yourself when you eat something hormones, even pop, like let's say you, let's say you know no offense to any vegans out there but i eat meat right if i eat a fucking burger at my house versus a burger at mcdonald's i feel 10 times better about myself you know oh, a burger yeah. is a burger it's greasy yes you know i'm still gonna feel like a greaseball after i eat it but you know, there's no preservatives just, in that burger that you made. Yeah, man, it's different, and it's, it's fresh. <laughs> it's not it frozen. Really, did you hear about that chef that sued? Um, that worked at McDonald's that sued McDonald's and mm, won. No, no, no. he really? was. Uh, yeah, he he. Um, they always lose lawsuits. <laughs> it's true. McDonald's sucks. They stay. And the machine. Well, wait, you know he's right ice, though. They got screen machine. Yeah. Oh my God! I ice cream that machine. He he won too, but God. no, he was uh, proving that what you know whatever McDonald's food was serving, they were serving, is. To begin with, already stuff that you don't want to eat. Not period. To be yeah, like you don't go to the store and buy these things. They're like the waste of everything. Yeah. And then they yeah, coat them with like all up. these chemicals and crap. So. I mean, I used to work at McDonald's, so I don't know how it works with you know the production a- aspect of it. I just know how how it's served in the stores and the people serving it in the store. I don't think they really have too good of an idea. Mm-mm. But I'm not gonna lie, I have seen some shit go under the radar that. Should have definitely been brought to attention. Like, I don't know. Let's say you're cleaning something and chemicals get into the grease yeah. of the fries. You know, ain't nobody gonna change that grease. Um, you know, oh, man. shit like that, man. You know, it depends. Yeah. It depends on who you. It makes you think, with. right? As soon as you said not changing that really? grease, that's the first thing I thought about. Yeah, man. You know, it, that's <laughs> it, it is. It is. And pretty didn't dirty, you though. tell me there was like rust on top of um. What machine was that? Was it the ice cream machine? No. Nah. The smoothie machines? At one time, like a machine had rust on top of it. What was that? There was something. I don't know. know. McDonald's is funky, man. It was just all, people are always getting into fights in McDonald's, you know. Yeah. Customers (laughs) and shit. That's, That's one of the other aspects of it. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up, though, overall, just because, I don't know, for me personally, it hits on a note because I've lost like 30 pounds changing my diet, adding exercise. I don't want to say that I look beautiful and like now I look like a rich and famous person, but I feel like I definitely feel better about myself. So, yeah, yeah it's really important. Yeah, man. Um, I think we got a few more questions here for you. One of the questions that I wanted to ask um, was more about the music aspect. Um, I wanted to ask you about if you had any new projects that you've been working on. Um, and if you do, how are they different from or how do they resonate with your <laughs> work? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm always working on <laughs> working always on stuff. Well. Always working on stuff. Um, I hear you. We um, before Christmas we went out to uh, the Indiana Dunes and we shot um, the Footprints interlude, um, which is like you know one of the singles from the uh, New mm-hmm. Jack City album. Um, so we're still 
making our way through that era, filming videos and all of that stuff for that. Um, someone asked me the same question. They're like, oh, are you going to put out another album? Like, are you kidding? I'm like, yeah, yeah. We, still have, we still have other videos to put out. Like, so consume that. Yeah, there's so much more work there. Like, I can't even, you know, so imagine. Much material. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, like, um, but outside of the New Jack City will, um, we'll have the uh, Chicago's House uh, ice cream sampler, uh, which will be coming out uh, at the beginning of the year. I think we're going to aim, I have to wait until my client services team comes back from their break <laughs> to yeah. figure out when um, when this is actually going to come out. Um, so the Chicago's House ice cream pack is basically just a compilation of like everything that can be deemed like Chicago's house. So not like Chicago's house music, but like this is Chicago's house. Like this is what we do. We do this, we do that, we mm. do that, we do that. Come have a flavor. Pick a flavor. I bet you okay. bet you you'll love it, you know. So that's um, what it was when you were explaining it to me. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember you telling me telling talking to me about it on uh Instagram, but I was just kinda I thought it was like, you know, strictly of the genre house, you know, Chicago. No, no, no. You know, I like, it's all yeah. wordplay. It's all marketing wordplay, you know, because when you type, you type in, you go to Spotify, you type in Chicago house, what's going to pop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Um, nice. um, so, um, we'll also be putting out, um, a New Jack City 2, uh, mobile game, uh, this year. Please don't ask me when New Jack City 2, the, I'm sorry, uh, three, the album is going to come out because yeah. I, I don't know when that's going to come out because it said we still have to make it through this whole first fucking New Jack City era now in the first place. Like, <laughs> and that's, you know, and I, I don't know if I'm doing, you know, I don't know because I'm the boss. This is different. It'd be different if I was signed to a label. Um, yeah. If I was signed to a label, like this adventure would have been over a fucking long time ago, right? The album would have been out, consume, 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 yada, yada, yada. But what I enjoy the most about being independent is, you know, if you make, you know, good content and if you put out a, a good solid album, a good solid album, realistically, you can work that whole album for a year, maybe two, depending on, you know, videos or how you're, you know, whatever. Um, but I like that process of drawing a story because I, I, I like stories and I know a lot of audiophiles and people who listen to music may not be stories do stories but um that's why i incorporate a lot of interludes and things like that to to kind of tie all of the songs and stuff together to like create this this world um, yeah one cohesive world yeah and you know the new jack city mobile game the mobile game honestly like that was like a fluke we got like i think maybe like 100 downloads on that but the pc game did really well we got like five thousand you know of that out uh at like two dollars a pop which was really good i was very very happy with that um so we'll continue we'll continue you know the the new jack city you know game so we'll we'll be new jack city two um and then i have uh to watch which is another artist that, that i'm working with i'm sure you've seen some of his stuff around like on my page or whatnot yeah. um so and just you know the idea is just to you know continue to you know stay busy but more importantly, before, you know, I move on to releasing, uh, you know, more music, I want to make sure that I at least finish this era, you know, yeah. that, that I'm in. And it sounds like such a, such an artsy farty thing, right? Like, oh my God, I have to, I, I have no, to. I hear you. But as a businessman, you have to get through yeah. that. 
that it, it's it holds you back. It really does because it's a vision, not just as an artist, but as a you know as a businessman, as an entrepreneur. So I definitely hear you. Yeah, I mean, you know the. You know, because when you look at an album, right, you 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 just see them as songs or whatnot. But you know, visually, you have to have just as much. So if you have twelve songs, then you have to have twelve videos. Otherwise, you're not reaching the full potential of your project by only releasing one video or two videos or whatnot. So um, it's healthy for me too because it's 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 um, it's it's just a further continuation down the rabbit hole of of having more uh control of all of you know all of those all of those things um yeah do you ever see yourself signing to a label oh hell no i just don't Never. i don't <laughs> i you know i don't because i i already know what their big biggest gripe would be because i like i said i had this this you know when i deal with client services every time i you know i submit an album or whatever whatever um, you know, their biggest thing for, for, for me, I remember when, when we were doing the marketing, we came back and we were like, okay, Dachez, Kygo, uh, Punk, uh, Mouth 5 and somebody else. Okay. These are blah, blah, blah. This is where you, this is where you fit in. I'm like, okay, great. And then they say, okay, Dantes, your social media looks great. Everything looks wonderful. Our only concern is, is we would like to see more of your face. And that's where I'm like, okay, well, you know what? That's not the type of artist that Dantes is. Dantes, the, the, the Dantes brand is that of allure and mystery where the, the music plays a central focus as to oppose where, you know, you can look at a handful of my videos and you can see me in the background, you will never see me front and center because that's not how Dantes works. Yeah. You know, when, you know, it's time for Dantes to exist in the physical realm, then yeah, sure. Dantes will exist in the physical realm. He'll be bright. He'll be bubbly. He'll be everything that you, that you wanted him to be. But in the digital realm for, for me and for my aesthetic, I believe that less is more and secrecy and, and, and veiledness increases the, validity of what the fuck you're doing hmm. Interesting, man. sorry no, i mean i'm no, just just saying dude like like let's just like let's just be real like if prince was here you wouldn't see prince on fucking social media 27 why because he's fucking making i'm making music like i can't fucking be on social media with you people um, oh lord cut this out uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's true though i mean I like big that. artists they have people that do that for them they don't go like <laughs> You know, yeah. I can't sit on social media all fucking day because I'm running the damn business. Like I like so me signing to a label would definitely not work out because there would be more, you know, I don't want you motherfuckers to see how my bathroom looks. I don't want you to see how my bathroom looks. Yeah, you want some more you privacy. Know? You're not willing to become a product to oh well, I guess you're not willing to become a product and and make your own life that product, I guess. So to speak. No, I also no. what we talked about earlier though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the, I feel like for, for Dantes, like, it, you know, everybody, you know, what works for some people doesn't work for other people. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the extent of uh, Dantes being weird is probably me dyeing my hair two-toned and going to get a fucking perm and dyeing it blonde. That's as weird as this don't get for Dantes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just being, weirder than that. Yeah, I'm just being real because, you know, People can tell when you're fake. Okay, you know. So 
yes, Dantes is not non-binary, whatever the fuck, but that doesn't mean that Dantes likes to walk around in fucking skirts and shit and make a mockery of himself. That's not Dantes. Now, if the next man wants to walk around and, you know, fuck the skirt and, you know, do all of that shit and play to the kids, then that's what that's what you do. But, you know, Dantes, on the other hand, Dantes makes the world, you know, the world is aware of those things. So I don't think I have to put those things on display. You know, we when Prince was fucking alive, like nobody knew who the fuck he was fucking. Like, why do you care? Like, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do you care? Like, is is what I'm doing like not enough for me to keep your fucking attention? And then if not, then I need to get get in another fucking business. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like you said earlier, keeping your personal life separate from, from Russia. And, I mean, and that's you know because you know that that that's important. I feel like that's very important. You know, had you know everybody has a duality to to them. It's human nature, and some things aren't meant for you to share with with the world you know you have to be you have to respect you know your your family your family and your privacy you know because what i'm doing shouldn't affect what my family member is doing you know that's not a that's not that's not healthy i feel like i feel like you know and that was and that was why you know which takes me back that, that was why you know i had to come up with an alias because um you know, who's to say, you know, fuck, what if Dantes does want to walk around in a goddamn skirt? He's not going to do it under Dantes. <laughs> yeah. right. just, that is true. I'm just saying, you know, we have to protect that. The, you know, image is everything. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much all the questions that we had for, for you today. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for answering all of them, man. Yeah, I mean, definitely some, some interesting, interesting conversation, interesting topics that we had here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure this is going to be a very, very difficult. This is probably the first interview where I have been like extremely like laid back. I'm like, can I cuss on here? Can we do this? Yeah, um, man. Yeah. It's really, you know, it, it's part of our podcast. I don't know if you've listened to any of the other episodes, but um, we're we pretty good with the flow. Yeah, we know? do whatever. So, well, because I, I just don't like all of the pretentiousness. And, like, I, you know, that definitely is not, um, that's definitely not Dante's, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I sound like such a douche. I'm talking about myself in the third person. Lord help me. No, but uh, I hear you though. But you know that's that's not me. Um, and I th- I think people, you know, uh, they have this this generalized uh, version of who they think you are uh, when they don't, you know, really know who they expect you to be. Yeah. Who they expect you to be. Um, I'm loud. I'm boisterous. Um, I'm very humble, but in the same same token, I'm very loud and I'm boisterous and I like to talk shit, and, you know, I'm just like everybody else, um, you know, I'm just like everybody else. But, you know, these are parts that are reserved for um, for people, you know, I, you know, I don't want, you know, like like you said, you know, I don't want my life to be the whole attraction. You know, because then it becomes like a circus. You know, then you're on this wheel where you're trying to, you know, what's the the next outrageous thing that I can say or do to get people to look at, you know, to hold so, attention. Yeah, to hold attention. So, and that's 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 why you know I discovered quickly that you know it for Dantes and for Dantes's music and visuals that Dantes doesn't need to be front and center because that's going to encourage you. Or, or anybody who's interested in knowing about that, just go dig. And the yeah. only thing that you can find is what's been 
given to you by the reporter, the interviewer, and that's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. Or from the from the artists themselves. So Or for the artists themselves, yeah. Yeah. You know. Which I, I would say it's, you know, you portray yourself in a very honest and real way and really raw. So Thank you, man. I really appreciate it, Chris. Really do. Pronto Valley, my man, he has a single <laughs> coming out on the sampler, on yeah. the sampler, so you guys can choose a flavor. It's going to be ice cream, it's going to be strawberry, it's going to be <laughs> banana, it's going to be all types of flavors for them guys, so they can have it. All of them, yeah. I hear you, man. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you throw together. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to any of the other songs. But... I did, I did, I did. I'm still piecing together the whole thing, figure it out wherever we go. It's a nice story, so every song, had, you know, you'll see. You'll see. Your song's gonna fit into a, a a much bigger, much bigger sampling package. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm excited to hear that. Um, before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Tell the audience, tell the world. Um, any future plans? Any future drops? Anything coming up soon? Well, you know, New Jack City is a ever ever evolving, ever present world. Um, so, you know, we'll continue to be releasing some stuff from the New Jack City 2 Life Symbol Project, which came out in uh, August. So we're almost to that point now where we're getting ready to start rolling out uh, videos for the last and final project from the New Jack City era. And then uh, from that, you know, we'll be moving on to the New Jack City 2 mobile game. Um, so, yeah, and I don't really have a whole lot to say other than thank everybody for listening and sharing and support. And let's try and make 2021 a, a better place where we can all try and commune and the physical, all of this being secluded and reverse psychology. We're all learning in reverse now because we were all taught that socialization is the key to healthy life. And now we're going in reverse. So let's all just pray for that and everything else we can accomplish when the chips fall. I hear you. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you very much for coming onto the show and looking forward to having you on another time sometime soon. Yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to come and talk with you guys, and um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, man.